What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. The place where we invite real people to talk about their journey on social media. We'll dig deep into the mindset it takes to be yourself, create massive value, and do it over and over again. This could be the episode that changes your business and life for the better. So let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And and my guest, I I just got to tell you guys, We've already been talking for 20 minutes before we even hit the record button, and and I am fired up for for you to hear from him. I've got a, a, a newer friend of mine that that I am super pumped to to show you guys, Johnny Knight, out of West Virginia with Century 21. And let me just tell y'all something: to to do 30 something transactions in your first year in real estate is is unheard of. That, that, is, that is nowhere near the norm in, in the real estate world. But then to go and top it off with 67 transactions in your second year, that puts you at, at a place where very few ever get in their life, much less in year number two. And so guys, we don't talk about numbers because we're braggadocious and it's all about us. We talk about numbers because all of this came from social media for free. Johnny Knight, welcome to the show, bro. Thanks for having me, Kyle. So, man, give us a give us a little thirty second, real quick. Like, tell us who you are, that so that so that we can we can get some insight into your life. Yeah, definitely. My name is Johnny Knight. I'm a realtor here in Martinsburg, West Virginia. I've been um, licensed for. I'm just completing my second year, um, just finished number two in the state of West Virginia for Century 21. Um, my background is telecommunications and hospitality. Wild. And you've got, so we don't want to leave them out, right? You're married? Yep. Married. I have um, two kids. I just had a, um, a four-month-old. Um, well, actually, she just turned five months. Um, 2020 was a rough year. Um, and even as far as like a lot of my accomplishments, not trying to get sympathy or anything, um, it was hard for everybody with COVID and everything. I lost my father yeah. back in April. Mm. Um, so I lost my father in April, had my little girl in, um, in August. And I just kind of, I used what I had that I could control, which was my, my business. And I pushed forward. Man, so I, I think that's a great place to jump in because you're right. You're right. COVID's been just crazy for everybody. Uh, everyone's been affected by it. And, and then for you to have lost your father in the midst of all that, bro, it would have been super easy for you to just pull the white flag of surrender out and say, I'm freaking done. Mm-hmm. I'm just done with this year. Let, let's just chill till the next year. How did you stay motivated to keep moving forward when you had all the excuses around you that, that people would have validated you for? Yeah, the biggest thing is I knew what my why was. I knew why I was out here, um, what I needed to do. And the thing about it is I always try to um, keep in mind that some things 
are in my control and some things aren't. My father, um, he didn't pass away from COVID, but he actually had a massive heart attack doing exactly what we're doing right now. He was on Zoom giving a Bible sermon um, and had a heart attack. Um, And the crazy thing about it is, like you said, yeah, it would have been easy for me to kind of surrender or just kind of give up. But I knew how many people were dependent of me. Um, And it was tough because this happened back in April and COVID restrictions were so tight that only two people could actually even go to the hospital at the time. Wow. Um, didn't get to have like a proper burial or anything. Mm. And I knew if I sat still, I would get into a negative mindset. I knew if I lingered on it, um, it would crush me. And my wife being a teacher, she was already not working um, because of that. And then my mom who was here, she wasn't anybody who worked. She was dependent on, on my father. So I just knew that all I could control was everything else that happened um, outside of that. So I just kind of, I pretty much pedaled to the metal. I just focused on my business. And honestly, even with that, I never even looked at like how many transactions I was doing, how many units. Um, I just focused on just building relationships and, and making those connections because that's the stuff I thrived on. Okay. So it it's easy to say, you know, building those relationships and we assume people know what that means. Mm-hmm. What last year, what did that look like for you to, to use social media as a way to build relationships? So I work my sphere of influence. Um, all the people that know, like, and trust me. Um, and how I do that is just by bringing value to them. Um, I never even really ask for the sale. Um, I just try to be as relatable and as transparent as possible. Um, and even with amongst COVID. At one point, I was one of those type of people where I would post things that would incite fear. And then I realized as I educated myself that maybe I could bring knowledge, um, value by, by sharing knowledge mm-hmm. um, and then being more positive about what's going on, um, glass half full type of person. Because um, a lot of this stuff that was going on on social media between like the riots that were happening, um, the politics, all the stuff that was going on. 2020 was just a trashy year. Um, It would be so easy to get caught up on there and pick sides and, and pretty much just cause more division in the world, which we definitely didn't need. So I would just try to be like a refreshing place where people can go on my page. They'd see the pictures of my kids. They see the positivity. They see the, the, the dreams I'm turning into realities with my business. And it was one of those things where it just kind of allowed me to kind of propel and I think it was refreshing to people that they gravitated to me because everybody else is doing the opposite. Um, everybody else was picking sides. Everybody was just um, angry. It seemed like. Man, it's, it, it, it always blows my mind because you know, what, what I hear said about me more than anything else is bro. Like, I just love your positivity. I, when I'm around you, I feel better. And it blows my mind that like, it's so easy to be encouraging on Facebook and not buy into the politics and, and COVID and all that stuff. And, and so what did it look like for you? Right. Cause it, it's interesting to me, cause you're such a positive dude that you said early in COVID you were posting some of that scare tactic stuff. So how did you, like, how did you come to the realization that, that thought, oh, dude, why, why am I posting this? I can post stuff that's way better. Like, how did you come to that conclusion? Honestly, it all clicked right around the time when my dad passed. Okay. Um, because I was one of those, like, 
shelves were empty, like people hoarding toilet paper, like all the stuff that was going on that it's like people were just worried and stressed out. It's like we couldn't go nowhere. It's like um, nobody wanted to get COVID. Everybody was scared of, of being in contact. It's like you walk around somebody didn't have a mask. All of a sudden, like psychologically, your throat was bothering you. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> there's just so much going on. But after my dad passed, I just realized how short life was. My dad was only 58. And wow. it just kind of clicked with me that it's like, why am I worrying about all this stuff and inciting fear when I could have been creating memories and, and just reflecting on good times and stuff like that? Whereas these are things that it's like, yes, we're experiencing it, but it's not something that we want to linger on. Um, and if everybody's being so negative, it's like that that just affects everything. It affects your family life. It affects everything. Um, and I just wanted to try to do the opposite and just try to be positive. Um, and even amongst with, um, what happened, um, with my father and stuff, it was one of those things where it's like, I was stressed out about that. I was stressed out about how the real estate market was going. Like West Virginia was one of the last States to shut down. Oh, really? um, it was like March madness. And it was like, West Virginia was the last yeah. state because they weren't having positive cases. So it was just one of those things where I just knew that, I didn't want to necessarily just ride that wave of fear and I needed to switch my mindset. Um, and in switching my mindset, it just became one of those things where I just changed how I would do my post. Um, and I made sure that I stopped posting things that would be negative, or I just try to be encouraging. And even with small businesses, I got really involved with trying to um, elevate them and try to put them on a platform so that they could um, excel. excel. So what did that what to uh, to elevate small businesses and give them a platform. Talk us through like, what did that look like? With small businesses, it was more or less, um, a lot of people were doing um, carry out and some people didn't know that they were still open. So what I would do is I'd try to share their posts. And um, even as far as like some small businesses I'd go to and I'd make contributions in which um, like a little mom and pop businesses, I'd go in, I'd say, hey, my name is Johnny. I'm a local person. I just wanted to donate a gift card to maybe give an opportunity for you to share something. And that's something they could have did on their own. But sometimes people need just that extra push. So I would go to like a little um, little chicken shop or like a, you know, little food, um, yeah. food carts or um, food trucks rather. Yeah. And I would take and do a giveaway and I tell them, hey, come up with some terms. Just tell people like and share my page, like and share your page for an opportunity to actually um, win a dinner for your family. I love and it. It was one of those things where I had one week where it's like I go on Facebook and every other post, it seems like it was something that I donated towards um, because it was just it was a contagious type thing. And then that yeah. positivity rolled over where then I had other friends that were doing the same thing where now they would go to other businesses and do it. So it was almost a pay it forward type thing. It's like, yeah. it's like, these are all businesses that we all thrive on in the community. And it kind of helps with being like a community influencer too, because all it takes is like, like for instance, you and your community, I'm sure if you went and you elevated a business and, and you put them on your platform and talked and rave, ran and raved about how good they were, that would do a lot for them. It would drive yeah. business to them. So yeah. I started doing things like that and it didn't kind of pay it off because then I was getting referrals off of that or um, these local businesses were co-signing saying, Hey, Johnny Knight's a good guy. Go see him. So are you ready for, for this story I'm about to tell you? Yes, sir. So uh, a buddy of mine, his name's Jeremy. He'll, he's on the podcast as well as one of my guests, bro. He did the exact same thing you just said, but he went live 
on Facebook every time and interviewed the manager or the owner of the restaurant. And then he would buy a gift card from the restaurant and then tell people, if you share this video, you'll be entered into the drawing to win the gift card. That's awesome. Okay, bro. He did this 40 days in a row, roughly, in March and April of last year. He got over a quarter of a million views between those 40 days of videos. He was on the local news multiple times because of the impact he was making in the community. And he had his biggest year in real estate ever by over $6 million. That's insane. That's awesome. So, 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 so that may be the, that may be your, your upgrade is uh, this, this next go around, you throw some Facebook live in there Mm -hmm. because I want to talk to you about video because you've said you, you know, you've kind of gone, gone in and out of video and, and so let's talk about the power of video and, and also like, you know, the power of video, but you don't always do it. What's that all about? Mindset. It's like, <laughs> you talk about it all the time. Um, it's all about mindset because a lot of times we feel that, Hey, we just got to be this perfect person on video. Um, hey, I didn't get a fresh haircut. Hey, I'm not ready. Um, yeah. Hey, it's, it's cloudy outside. And we make excuses for it a lot of times. But the biggest thing is sometimes we just have to hit that record button. And I remember watching a video um, that you even said in the past about how a lot of times we worry about how we even sound. But that's how we sound. (laughs) It's like we can't cover up how we sound. That's how everybody else hears us. That's how everybody else sees us. So I think that's just the biggest thing that I have to do with myself is just get on there and just do it. And I find when I do, I do get a lot of engagement. So it definitely works. Yeah, Um, It's just one of those things where you can't make excuses. You just hit the record button. Um, and I've even seen like some of the, the tactics that you suggested doing too. Like if you do a Facebook live, how you can make it where it's not necessarily for everybody to see. Right. Um, and it's little things like that. So yep. I, I know what to do. I got to do it. <laughs> Come on, bro. So man, I want to ask you about, you use a term that I love called raving fans. And uh, man, people just need to understand, like, I love the way you break this down, the way you explain it. So talk to us uh, about raving fans, what that means and how that impacts your business. Yes. Raving fans are people that are in my sphere of influence. Um, people that, that know, like, and trust me and people who have observed me. Um, and they pretty much, they co-sign for me as like in their eyes, I can't do wrong. Yep. Um, and with these, these people or these individuals, it's funny, a lot of times when it comes to social media, um, we all have seen it in these community groups and yard sale groups. Somebody would comment and they say, hey, I'm looking for a, a realtor um, or I'm looking for somebody that's going to help me buy or sell a house. And I get these raving fans in my community where they'll tag me and they'll like rant and rave about how if you're going to buy a house, the only person you should use is Johnny Knight. Yeah. And the funny thing about it is I've never sold them a house. I've never Come sold on. them a house. And that's the, that's the craziest thing though, because in there, a lot of times they're not even in a position like they're in their forever homes. Like these are people that's already established. It's just that through them seeing my social media, by me being a relatable person, by me being transparent and just connecting with them on a level where they see the human in me, it's like it grows to create in a relationship where they want to actually put me out there. They want, it's almost like 
everybody's had somebody where they're like a, a mother figure or a grandmom figure. Yeah. And it's like, they look out for you. It's like, they call you sweetheart or, or, yeah. or funny yeah. or whatever the case is. And it's a similar concept as that. It's like, you get these people where they've seen you grow. Like they, they've seen your progress and they just want what's best for you. So like I've had people where they'll tag me and they just, they want to make sure that I'm doing good, especially with COVID. Cause a lot of people thought that I was struggling um, because as a real estate professional or just a small business owner in general, um, a lot of people did struggle, but yeah. in reality, it's like I was out there doing work, but they just want to support you. So um, I love raving fans um, or like you call them ambassadors. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just amazing. It's incredible, man. And I, and I love, I, it's crazy. You know, uh, people just don't get that you don't have to sell something to someone for them to give you a referral. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why a lot of people bypass social media because they think, well, I haven't really sold anything there yet. So why would I spend my time there? And, and it's wild, bro. And so I love it. You call it raving fans. I like, I like walking ambassador, but it's all the same thing. And, yep. and it's incredible. And my greatest referral sources usually aren't past clients. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's a beautiful thing. Yep, definitely. And, and even, even, I'm sorry, Kyle. No, um, go for it. Yeah, I was going to say, even like you said, it's like how it's like a lot of people say they're not selling anything, but in reality, we are. I'm selling myself. And that's why I always tell people, it's like, I don't sell houses. I sell myself. It's like, it's just like if I worked at a car dealership, if you go in a dealership or if you call, you want to buy something, but it's my job to get you to use me. And that's exactly what I do. It's like when it comes to houses, I try to be that person where I'm no pressure. It's like, I'm here for you. But ultimately, my job is to just be the professional. As a real estate professional, I connect buyers and sellers. That's all I do. I don't do anything else. I stay in my lane. But it's my job to make sure that you stick with me and that you use me. So good, bro. So good. And, and I want to ask you about, man, because I have, I have all my guests fill out a form before we, we do our podcast so that you know, we can be super intentional and not just talk about random crap all the time. And, and so you, you said, cause I asked in the forum, what, what do you see others doing and, and struggling with? Right. And, and, and your answer was, man, you just got to get uncomfortable or sorry, I messed that up. You got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. How do you do that? Just step outside of your comfort zone. You got to do something that you feel is not going to get results. Um, and just try it. And if you do it, do it consistently. Because a lot of times people like, let's say, for instance, I was uncomfortable doing a video. I do a video one time and then I'm like, oh, yeah, nobody looked at it. Nobody liked it. Nobody shared it. And then I'm gonna stop doing it. But if you get comfortable being uncomfortable, if you do something and then you do it with consistency, you're going to get results. And that's what anything you do. Um, and that's why a lot of times when I mentor like newer agents and stuff, I just try to help them to see that it's like you're going to do something and you're going to have people say, hey, that doesn't work or this doesn't work. Um, but prove it to yourself. Like, don't ever take someone's word and don't ever let somebody set their expectations on you either. Just go out there and do it and get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where the magic is. That's where everything happens in this business. Most of the, the most successful people have done things that made them uncomfortable at one time or another. But it's consistency that makes you fluent and it makes you good at what you do. True that, bro. So we've got a lot of people, hopefully, hopefully millions of people, right? They're going to watch the, they're going to listen to this podcast. And, uh, 
they're going to hear you talk about sphere and they're going to go, Johnny, my sphere sucks, man. What, what do you say to that person? Like if, if they're not great at working their sphere or don't have a great sphere, what are a couple tips to kind of get people going to, to start their sphere, getting, getting a little bit healthier than it may be today? Well, you have to identify first and foremost who your sphere is. A lot of people don't understand what their sphere of influence is. They think because you're a real estate professional, your client is your sphere. It's like your client is part of your sphere, but your sphere of influence is anybody you come in contact with. Um, yeah. It's other agents. It's, it's lenders. It's home inspectors. It's attorneys. It's everybody you come in contact with is part of your sphere of influence. And just go back to the point that it's people that know you, like you, and trust you. And I always told myself, if I earn your trust, I earn the right to sell to you. So that's what I focus on. It's like building a friendship. It's like friendships. You don't just meet somebody and say, hey, we're, we're good friends, but you get to yeah. know them. And yeah. that's how you grow that friendship. So the same thing with your sphere of influence is you have to be intentional. Like you always say, you have to be intentional, but you have to have a purpose behind everything you do. And you have to just take those relationships and you build them. Try to bring value to as many people as you can. And that value does not have to be like selling you a house. It could be liking their stuff. It could be sharing their posts. It could be showing support. If you're a real estate agent, go to someone's open house. They're part of your sphere of influence and you earn their trust. And honestly, in the, the times that we're living in right now with low inventory across the nation, having a good sphere of influence amongst other agents is very important because people want to work with you. Yeah. And the first thing I did, even as a new agent, I threw a broker open house. And my broker open house was just to let everybody know, hey, my name is Johnny Knight. I'm the new guy here. And I started forming those relationships. So now it's like when I write an offer in a multiple offer situation, people are welcoming my offer because they want to work with me. And right. it's because I've become that type of person where I'm not proving that I'm trying to earn my commission, but rather it's like, hey, let's get this deal done. Let's turn a dream into a reality. Yeah, man, that's good. That's great, bro. I love it. I it dude practicality man like be practical because you told you told me earlier we were on the phone you were all nervous about this interview and and so you called me and uh man you you said i don't reinvent the wheel talk to people about the pressure that comes off when you're not trying to be uber creative all the time and you're just watching what other people do. Yeah, it's it's simplicity and nobody is original. It seems like nobody it's like I can listen to anybody, like any coach, any speaker. And it's like they're going to say things that I've heard before. Yeah. So it's like, why make it more complicated than it has to be? It's like I try to simplify my business. And honestly, it makes it easier for me. It's like it's, it's crazy. I hate to say this like this, but I've never bought a lead. I never cold called. I've never door knocked. And that's because I keep it simple. I go back to the basics before all that was available is like people just form relationships. Like yeah. people would go and they talk to you like face to face. And, and that's the type of relationships that I always try to build. I love networking. So those are things that come into play. And that's why you don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's like, you can look at somebody that's successful and, and just analyze, see what they are doing, make it your own. I always tell any new agent, that they're welcome to go on my Facebook page. They're welcome to go on any of my social media platforms and copy what I did. Yeah. It's like, there's no need to make it difficult. It's like, just simplify it. 
And you'll find that you eliminate a lot of stress in doing that too, because while everybody's over here looking for this magic formula, you're just going out there putting out content and just being authentic. Somebody said it on, on clubhouse last night. Uh, done is better than perfect. Perfect. She nailed it. Like when she said that, I was like, wow, that was like a, a mic drop right there. Bombs. So let, let's end here. Clubhouse. Why do you love it? Why should people consider getting on it? And where do you see it going? I love Clubhouse because it's like I miss human inter interaction. Um, I'm the type of person I thrive on going to conferences. I love meeting similar like-minded individuals that um, yeah. pretty much they just give value. And that's the thing about Clubhouse is not necessarily what you can get out of Clubhouse, but it's what you can give. And if you, it's, it's different from any other social media platform, because if you go on Instagram or Facebook, yeah, people can rant and rave and show what they have. But with Clubhouse, you use the most powerful tool you have, your voice. And by using your voice, I feel that it levels the playing field. Like I have people that I would have never thought would have ever followed me on Clubhouse. And it's like, it was one of those things where I didn't think that they were somebody that would be accessible, but because I was on this app and I actually was just bringing value and talking to these people and just being genuine and my authentic self is like, I made connections with them. So I think that's the difference because a lot of times on other social media platforms, we always are looking to impress people by what we have and, and the show and flaunt and, and just be flashy. Yeah. Whereas with Clubhouse, you can't do that. It's like, if you can't talk, if you have no voice, you can't do that's anything right. Which is awesome that at the beginning of the clubhouse last night, I literally totally brain farted and couldn't even come up with the word that I wanted to say. But it was natural and everybody could relate to it because I do that all the time. <laughs> oh, man. So this is your last shot. We've got we've got people that are going to listen to this, right, that are going to go, Johnny, I, you're way better than me. I can't I can't sell six, seven houses. I can't. I can't do that. I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not cool enough. I'm not funny enough. I'm not good. Whatever. Right. What is your, what is your final word of encouragement to the struggling entrepreneur that might just need a little bit of loving? What, what do you got for them? The best thing I would tell them is just go out there and make as many connections as, as possible. Like just meet as many people, just bring value to people. And if you can make those relationships, they're going to turn into transactions. Um, it's Grant Cardone says it all the time. Contacts are contracts. So it's like the more people you know, um, your network is your net worth. And if you keep that in mind, it's like it's true what they say is not always what you know is who you know. So just make those relationships, um, make those connections and, and continue to take in information and never stop learning. But the thing about it is apply it. That's the biggest thing. A lot of people don't execute things. Um, I've been following your information, your, your podcast, your, your Facebook and stuff for a while. And even if there's one thing that resonates with me, I instantly apply it. Yeah. Or it's like, I'll, I'll share it. And, and that's the thing about it is if you learn something, don't be greedy with it. Just pass it on. Because so that's good. the biggest thing in this business that a lot of people, they have, they have their information, they have their secrets and, and their tips and their tricks, and they want to hold it to themselves. Whereas you can be helping somebody else. And when you bring value to somebody, you always get it back. <laughs> drop, drop, dropping that mic, man. This is, this has been, this has been such a great episode. I love, 
I love your energy. I love your passion. I love just the, the simplicity uh, and the humility by which you do everything that you do. If people want to connect with you, Johnny, where, where do they find you? Um, most likely nowadays you're going to find me on Clubhouse, <laughs> but I'm at symbol call J Knight. And that's my, my handle on all platforms. So Instagram is at symbol call J Knight. My Facebook is at symbol call J Knight Clubhouse. Same thing. Um, my Facebook is actually under Jonathan Knight, which is J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N, last name Knight. But, um, and I encourage any new agent, if, if you just want a, a boost of encouragement or like a tip, little, a little tip or a trick just to kind of get going, feel free to reach out. Awesome, man. We'll have, we'll have uh, links in the show notes so people can, can get connected to you. And guys, don't go to his Instagram because that's not the pretty one. Yeah, go to his pretty. Facebook and go find him on Clubhouse. Yes, sir. Johnny, thanks again, bro. I really appreciate you you jumping on and doing an episode with me. Definitely. Thank you. Appreciate it. Guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. We'll be back soon, soon, soon with another amazing human to, to bring value to you guys. So y'all have a great rest of your week. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If this episode made an impact, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and talking about it on social media. Go make a difference, and we'll see you soon.